Welcome, everyone. This is first bat. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, Carl. We've only been doing this podcast for 10 seconds and you fuck it up. I'm sorry. All right, all right, okay. Uh, welcome, everyone. This is first, last, best, worst. All right. Jesus Christ, Carl. I'm sorry. I messed up, okay? <sighs> Everybody is entitled to mess up every once in a while. Not the first thing. Now everyone thinks that we're fucking Amateurs. dumb shit. It's cool, man. We're, we're four episodes in now. And uh, we, we, got, we got it down, I feel. Yeah. All right. Let's just try to get through this, Carl. <laughs> okay. Well, first thing I want to say is that we have an we a, a email address. So we haven't said this yet, and I just want to make sure I get it out there because I forgot last time. It is flbwpodcast at gmail. If you would like uh, to shoot us a line, we'd love to hear from you. Or if you uh, would like to be a guest or know somebody. Shoot us a line. We'd like yeah, to Yeah, please. We'll take pretty much anyone in. As we have no standards. I mean, did you hear what Carl just did? We're like, <laughs> and we I'm like the host. Yeah, and you're the host. You're supposed to be my rock. Uh, all right, man. I, I like, okay, up. all right, cool. Let's just- Yeah, let's just move on. Let's just move on. Uh, so this is First Last Best Worst Podcast. Uh, we have artists on the show playing uh, the first song they ever wrote, their most recent work, and then what they consider their uh, best song and their worst song. Uh, that's the format, and uh, we're gonna be we're gonna be doing it right now. We are doing it right now. I'm <laughs> rambling. I didn't. I got two hours of sleep last night. It's okay, man. It's yeah. all right. You you sound good. Sound Thanks, better than man. I do. Oh, well, I, I think I think the fact that like I got so little sleep, uh, and like my vocal cords are like fucked up, gives me like a cool tone. Like yeah, I sound weathered. Rasp. Mm-hmm. Like I got, like I sound like I've like I've been around and I've done some things, you know. It's like right. I know. I like I, I did some busking in the subway on Thursday, and like it always takes like three days before I feel it in my voice because I always sing really loud. But like I it, like it gives me a little texture, yeah. a little roughness. Um, I have something I wanted to tell you because sure. this happened to me the other night, and I think it is kind of a funny story. It was like the most interesting, um, like the worst drug deal that I've ever experienced in my life. I didn't even want it. Okay, so I was at this venue in Manhattan and it was like one of those venues where the, they're like, the music occurs in the back room and then the bar is in the other room and I'm standing at the bar and I'm waiting to get my beer and this guy comes up to me. He's like clearly hammered drunk and he's like, hey man, you want to buy some weed? And I, I just said, uh, no, thank you. And he was like, come on, man, I'm trying to sell it. And I was like, I actually have a delivery guy that you know comes to my apartment whenever I want it. And he was like, come on, man. And he, he pulls the bag out and he was like, 10 bucks, man. I just saw it to you for 10 bucks. And I was like, all right, actually, that's a pretty good deal for 10 bucks. So I was like, all right. So I give him the 10 bucks. I take the weed. I you know buy my Budweiser. I'm just sitting there sipping on my beer alone. And like five minutes later, another guy comes up to me and he says, did my friend just just sell you uh, some weed? And I was like, yeah, 10 bucks, kind of a good deal. And he's like, he wasn't supposed to sell it for 10. I'm going to need it back. And I was like, <laughs> what? No. And he was like, yeah, man. He's like, I'll give you 10 bucks. I was like, no, well, now I bought it. Now I, I, I want it, you know? I was like, you can't have it back. And he's like, come on. He was supposed to sell it for 20. And, bu- and I'm like, man, you guys are fucking idiots. So I'm like, this has got to be their first day on the job or something like that because this is like the worst drug deal ever. So after I'm, I, you know, I'm saying, no, no, I have it. I want to keep it. And he finally is like, or I'm finally like, yeah, okay, I'll just give it back. So give me my 10 bucks back. He gives me the 10 bucks back. I give him the weed back. And then he's like, hey, you want to buy it for 20? I'm like, get the fuck out of here. No, I don't want your stupid weed. Jesus Christ, uh, but it was like the worst drug deal ever. That's funny that like the other guy was like, I guess the trainee weed dealer. <laughs> yeah. 
That'd be cool if like you like there's like some dude posted up on the corner and then like right behind him there was like a like a younger guy who was like just kind of watching intently as like <laughs> <laughs> you know, it looked like a name tag or something. <laughs> yeah. In training. Yeah. <laughs> um Yeah, so it's just a, a funny interaction I thought yeah. I'd share with you because um because uh, this is a musician's podcast and I feel like a lot of musicians smoke weed. Uh not anyone else here though apparently because i'm getting head shakes from <laughs> everyone else but this is a good segue so we're now going to introduce our guest today <laughs> this is jess hudak yes thank Welcome. you Welcome. thank you thanks, thanks for, for coming hey i'm delighted to be here well we really appreciate you making your way to bed to record with us and uh play the game because this is kind of an interesting game to play for a songwriter yeah uh interesting questions to answer what's your worst and best and I mean, first and last, those are kind of self-explanatory, but we'll get to, those would be the first ones we do. Yeah, so you said that you've been writing songs since you were uh, 14? Okay, yeah, so, like, I technically wrote my first song. That's a great first impression, too, for <laughs> listeners. Like, hey, guys, this is going to be a super This is going to be the most annoying no. podcast. I just, had, I just had to get my podcast vocal fry in at the top. Yeah, good move. Anyway, no, so I, I started realizing that I could compose when I was about, like, I don't know, 10. I took piano lessons starting when I was about 8. And I would, like, make up my own melodies for things, but I didn't, I didn't know that was anything. You yeah. know, and I and I uh, um, wrote a, a rip off of a CNC Music Factory song when I was eight that I was pretty <laughs> pretty proud of. It had dance moves and everything. It was just like twenty seconds, but in my mind, I'm like, <laughs> I'm ready for the big time, <laughs> you know. Um, and then uh, I I believe the first time I like wrote a song, it was because. Uh, you're going to find out how old I am. going to give it away. Juliana Hatfield <laughs> had a song on the radio at the time when I was about like, uh, like 10. And it was about her sister. And I was like, you guys, I have a brother. <laughs> like, I didn't know you were allowed to write songs about that. Like, there was like these rules in my head about music. Like, uh -huh. the first time I heard Salt and Pepper on the radio, I was like, girls aren't allowed to rap. Like, yeah. I don't know who's <laughs> playing some game here. And I also thought... If you want to do music, you had to be like a guy who played guitar. Like mm. I never had the connection of like I'm a girl who plays piano. There's a life for me out there. Like because right. when I was little, but then I, I heard Juliana Hatfield and I was like, <laughs> I can do that. Yeah. And then I wrote a really it, this this podcast was hard because I'm like, wait, does my first song can that also be my worst song? Because I guarantee it's not going <laughs> to yeah. be one of my best. <laughs> but uh, yeah, do you do you want to yeah, hear a little I bit would, of it? I would love to hear. It. Yeah. Okay, let's see. I brought. I'm normally a pianist, but I uh, have been getting into the synthesizers of late. And do you, I, uh, have a, I'm sorry. Do you have a name for this song? Brother? I call it my brother. Okay. Um, just you know, taking it part. The, the catchiest part of the hook, you know, <laughs> yeah, usually yeah. where you find it. <laughs> so let's see. It's really good, you guys. So get ready. No, it's not that Evanescent song. <laughs> He's my brother, he's my brother, I hate him so, I hate him so much, he likes to hit me and throw things at me, I don't even know why there are racquetballs around anyway, hey, hey. He's such a jerk, 
then it got more elaborate. Then it was like, he's my brother, he's my brother, he is so cool, he's the coolest guy I know. And that's as far as I got. I couldn't think of anything cool to that, to describe him. Yeah. But in her song, she talked about what a, my, I love my sister, but she's a bitch. Or like, it was like about how, what a jerk she was and then how great she was. So I was uh-huh. like, <laughs> oh, that's good. And then I got to the good things and I was like, yeah, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> He's still pelting me with racquetballs. There was just racquetballs. So many racquetballs. It was like it was one of like those like things. It was like the 80s, 90s. So that was racquetballs big yeah. then. Yeah. I, well, I grew up in New Jersey. We had this house that had to get from like the kitchen to, we had to go down this really scary hallway that I always was like as a kid I like always ran down I was convinced there was a ghost and he'd be like yeah go you go to your room because the second I would turn around it was just like pow right in my back racquetball in the back is he older or younger he's older that's his job though do you know I'm a pretty tough chick now because I had an older brother one day he was like I'm gonna teach you how to spit because you're not doing it right (laughs) and then you know he was he was good like that yeah that's awesome and now uh, do you think that you're a better spitter I'm amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's good. That's great. Handled. Age 10. Handled. Yeah, a lot of, I see a lot of people walk around who can't spit for shit. You know, like, and I'm like, you're an adult. It's embarrassing. Then they have dribble. It's like, get it together. Gross. Especially if you have a beard. I have a beard right now and it just like gets all in it and you don't even realize it. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I have a, I had, I have two sisters and I remember because I, I was a boy, this is how moronic I was, I thought I would be better at doing cartwheels than my sister. So one day we got in this huge fight and we're like, that's it, cartwheel contest, out in the yard. Uh, Barbie, you're going to be the judge, is me and Cynthia. And then I realized, like walking out there, that I didn't know how to do a cartwheel. And so I just kind of like <laughs> tumbled down the hill and she had been taking gymnastics for years and was very good at it. It was like my first uh, <laughs> experience in chauvinism. Like, no, you're not better than just because you're a boy. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like cartwheels are a woman's game. <laughs> I, um, we're nope. post-gender. It's, yeah. We're over gender. So it's like, it can be either I guarantee one. if we have a cartwheel contest, you will win it with your rolling down a hill. <laughs> I am not good at that stuff. I've never, I've never done a cartwheel in my life. Never done a cartwheel? Never done a cartwheel you, in my been, life. I don't know. Maybe it was because my sisters did them that I like did them but uh, if you want to pull your groin later today (laughs) go for it um so yeah this is a podcast about cartwheels thanks for joining (laughs) us the first cartwheel i ever did (laughs) well i have a question about uh the keys so were you uh did you have like a piano in your house is that what you started yes, on yes i i was one of those like children that i like counted the days till i could take piano lessons like i feel like everybody else in my school was like oh i have to take piano mm-hmm. i'm like you get to take piano lessons too <laughs> and i remember my piano we still have it actually at my dad's house it was a Wurlitzer, mm-hmm. uh spin it and um i i just was they waited until i was old enough and now it's funny because i was always frustrated because i was like why do i have to wait till i'm eight this is crazy. I'm ready now. And right. now I teach piano uh-huh. and I'm like, yeah, you got to wait till you're <laughs> because now, now I really, it's just such dexterity and like a brain thing, but yeah. I got this one eight year old piano student, yo. <laughs> so smart. She'd be like, my dynamics weren't correct. I'm like her second lesson. I'm oh, like, wow. yeah. So it's just one of those things. Like I was one of those kids that was like, I really just want to read sheet music and like <laughs> come up with little things. Like, oh, I, that's yeah, amazing. I was and so just, uh, really would you belt it. this song out to your brother or like just so he knew that uh, oh, you hated him at times? I mean, I'm, 
I no, I never use it as like a weapon against him. <laughs> I just meant, did you play it in the house whenever you wrote it? Oh yeah, that we've been through. My brother was also a musician. I actually, the way I discovered that I could write actual legit music was I went to see him play at an open mic night. Um, I grew up in New Jersey, and we moved to upstate New York, Saratoga Springs, when I was like twelve. And there's a legendary uh, folk house there called Cafe Lena. The like was really big in the 60s, like every folk person traveled up there and mm-hmm. performed. So they had this open mic night every Thursday. And I went every Thursday from when I was 12 until I was graduated high school. And then like by junior year, I was one of the hosts. Oh, like, wow. It's how wow. I learned how to do any, like I used to get up and just be like, this is a hunger. Like just terrified <laughs> right. to like, they can't, now you have to wrestle the mic out of my hand. I'm like, no, I need to beat dorky on the mic <laughs> like couldn't control myself that's a i mean that's a great you know early formative experience you know it, i mean I, that's that's incredible most people oh like what would my life yeah. have been if i didn't have this cafe mm-hmm. like yeah. where we were in new jersey that was like my parents selling point they're like but where we're moving really <laughs> great live music there's a, like because my mom was super into like folk scene and all mm-hmm. that stuff and her vinyl collection growing up was Huge. My parents were always just really supportive of, of music and just loved live music, you know? Yeah. yeah. So that was helpful. So I went to see my brother play open mic and there was this, they had this, t- the old piano was just honky tonk. It had like this vintage, like totally crusty, like mirror on the front. And it was like in a corner, but at least you could like see behind you. Yeah. Yeah. That's problem a great, yeah. Oh, yeah. I totally. saw this girl named Claire. I'll never forget her. Just sit at the piano and play original, uh, just instrumentals. And I was mm-hmm. like, Oh, I totally do that. Uh Like, I didn't know I was allowed to share this with, I didn't know. So then I would write instrumentals. They were like a minute and a half long because I was a terrified little (laughs) tiny (laughs) rabbit of a person at that time. And then every week I would just like write new pieces. And then I started writing with some lyrics and stuff. And then I just played every week and then got enough songs together. And this uh, producer from the local college approached and was like, hey, I got a studio. You got songs. And then I put out my first record in ninth grade. Ninth oh, grade, wow. holy crap! Yeah, that's that's great. That's really incredible. What? Yeah. How many tracks were on that first record? I believe there were twelve. Wow, that's yes. an ambitious debut. Whoa. And I had to cut a song too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because I was like too many. Too many. That's great. What uh, what were your influences at that point? So, when I was in about seventh grade, I discovered Tori Amos, um, Cal Sabrina's. But what was great about Tori Amos was just that she was the only female really playing piano that was on, like, I listened to, like, alternative rock kind of stations. Mm -hmm. I was never really into, like, the uber pop stuff. Like 90s grunge kind of. Like, yeah. It was kind of disgusting the amount of, like, Eddie Vedder posters. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's like, yeah, that's. That's where I'm coming from. Like I'm, that that age, yeah, I was all about the- Like I would be, I was like so upset when I was like 11 that I was like, it's just so sad that the man who was meant for me is so much older than me. Like, <laughs> yeah. like I was so, oh, like for example, when I was into the New Kids on the Block, mm-hmm. my favorite new kid was Danny because I figured since he was the least like, you know- dreamed about when uh-huh. I was like, my chances are better. Yeah. <laughs> like less girls Realistic are, they goals. all want Jordan and Joey. Uh-uh. Yeah. I'll take the one that I actually have a shot with. Yeah. Jammy. Like that. I was just one of those like obsessive young girls mm-hmm. with the, with the music. And Did then, you make oh, any headway so with them at all? <laughs> <sighs> like, I think I might have a shot. Yeah. yeah. Like I, one time I did this gig and the keyboard player was like, well, I also play keys for new kids on the block. And I was like, <sighs> and I just pet him furiously. I haven't seen him again. Yeah. 
Well, I think, but. I think, you know, you, you know, he's probably more attainable now, you know, as a middle-aged guy. That's like he's probably, saying. yeah. I met his keyboard yeah. player. Like <laughs> that's like yeah. one away. Yeah. I wonder if he could still break dance. Cause that was really one of my favorite things about him. Yeah. <laughs> but sorry. Anyway, I digress. But when, when I, <laughs> when I, when I got past my like girl obsession and realized like that I could actually be my own musician and mm-hmm. stuff and not just like fawn over, want to be a part of it. I was like, hi, and just do this myself. I discovered, yeah. Tori Amos, I, Joni Mitchell's blue album. Oh my God. God. And Ladies of the Canyon were hugely formative because it was such simple arrangements. Yeah. Like the Blue album, it's like piano or guitar or piano and guitar. Right. And you could really hear like all her backing vocals and that really influenced learning how to how to record harmonies and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. That and then of course and then Fiona Apple was another another big one just to hear other chicks doing kind of what I yeah. do because there really wasn't a lot well, of Fiona that. Fiona kind of hit big whenever she was relatively young too. So mm-hmm. like that's uh <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember like, I remember. Just trying to tell my Fiona Apple facts that I know. She was <laughs> she, relatively young. She was, yeah. I I remember like seeing the MTV News segment about her. Right. Yeah. And they showed her singing in some club with, in like a belly shirt. And I was like, that, I want that to be my life. I want to wear <laughs> belly shirts and hang out in clubs, <laughs> you know. But uh, that that was probably it for those those kind of. Those influences, I have mm-hmm. a lot of very many, right. a lot of influences of well, more than just piano playing ladies. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but you know, System of a know. Down is oh, one of yeah. a very big influence of mine for like melody and harmony. Yeah, they have they have great melodies. Uh, the harmonies are so beautiful. I'm yeah. really in harmony. As no no one can see this that's listening to the podcast, but I do have my best friend and musical partner here today, Phoenix. <laughs> That's P H E N E dash X. <laughs> I got you, girl. <laughs> uh, because we're both uh, we we met each other singing backup and singing harmonies. So like we're very we're we found each other in our mm-hmm. lives. Other harmony people. That's a really big big a part of my music. And you guys yeah. you guys have been playing together for like ten, ten years. Yeah, yeah. That's great. That's a that's a very long. Musical yeah. relationship. Yeah, we and we still get along to this day. All right, yeah. speaking of this day, can we pivot now to the late, the nice last song? segue, Most, Carl. Yes. Really I actually acknowledge the yo, segue. You just got to go. No, I'm, I'm this saying, is like, so perfect because you know, that, I was That was just, a really great segue. <laughs> you really made up for that early, like, unforced error. <laughs> You're like you know, turning I'm, on the professional I'm now. I'm proud of you, Carl. Well, thanks. I appreciate it. That's funny you say that because I was just talking about my good friend Phoenix over here uh-huh. and I was wondering if she could maybe sing a little harmony on this. Absolutely. I love it. On this jam. I should have seen it come back. I should have seen it come back. With those red flags, red flags running. With those red flags, red flags running. You were just all lies All lies all the time Running your mouth like you knew what you were talking about Oh, ruining my life One day at a time Putting me down so Red flags, red flags running With those 
Damn, that was amazing. Hey, thanks. <laughs> that was, we're just, uh, haven't, I, we haven't ever really like done these arranged with like just synth and stuff. So I was like, you know what? I want to just try it. Uh-huh. You never know what's going to happen. And I was feeling that. I was into it. I have little tears in my Yeah, eyes. I know. I was getting a little choked up there <laughs> no, too. That's great. The, this is a very, I don't know if you can tell, a very cathartic song yeah. from me. <laughs> I feel like it could be my ex girlfriend singing it to me right now. <laughs> like, I'm the fucking red flag bear. As on I this rip one. off my mask. <laughs> no, um, yeah, so that's like the last the last song I wrote in like full ready to ready to go ness. Uh, when did when did you uh, start and when did you complete that one? Um uh, I think I started it, I started it probably in the springtime, and then uh, it was like one of those things, I, I'll i do this, like I'll make a track, and uh, I, I like to record in Logic, I'm also a producer, <laughs> 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 uh, 
And uh, I started a track for it, and then it took a while for me to get, like, the second half out because I was, like, fighting the urge to be too just, like... And also, like, I, there's so many things I want to say. Like, I had so many pages of scribbling, like, angry things, and mm-hmm. I was like, hmm, how do we get... I oh, know, pure manipulation. That was... <laughs> I was like, there we go. That'll set me off, right? And then the bridge, this is my thing with bridges. They just, all of a sudden at once, will just come out of me. You can attest to this. Like, whenever you get to the bridge, you just go, just wait, and I'll just be like... And it just comes <laughs> the fuck right out. Uh-huh, like, yeah. um, so that, and then I was like, man, this, I just really was, I feel like I get a lot of shit out in that bridge. Like, yeah, I can't, I can even it. like, you can't even yeah, you see can't what I'm see, doing and I still give the finger. No, like, I, I noticed that. Yeah. And also you're playing this novation. Uh, My mini Nova. And you can't see it because this is an auditory medium, but you're doing a lot of manipulation on that too. I'm uh, trying my you're best. You're your, working your tail off. I'm over just there. feeling it out. I'm feeling it out and seeing what happens. And sometimes you got to go an octave down. Yeah. Sometimes you got to go throw a seventh into that chord, <laughs> make it a little, put some stank on it. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Well, it's very impressive, and you're you're really killing Thank it. Thank so you. It. So, uh, you and Phoenix, uh, what's how does how does the nature of your collaboration work? For Fiend's original stuff, uh, she'll basically come up with like an idea, or the best thing that usually happens is I just lock her in my home studio <laughs> for a little while, and then I just wait for her to shout, and then she goes, "I need to. Th- can you move that?" And uh, I go, "Okay," and then I lock her back in there, and then I come in, and I'll be like, "Okay, I know you want to change a chord here," and then I help change chords, or we have debates, and I'll be like, "Let's think. Let's talk." metaphors and I'll be like ooh uh, like how the bottle is clear at the bottom and then she'll be like <laughs> good yeah got it so for for that kind of stuff but we also like write with other people and we coach other artists and stuff because um, we both have extensive stage performance from your Starbucks on Wolf Road in Albany all the <laughs> way up to um, the Fiend here has performed on like every stage for, for her old boss I'm gonna say it Name dropping. Name dropping. She sang backup for Rihanna for three and a half years. Oh, so basically, cool. think Amazing. of like any big performance. You probably saw her there in the <laughs> in the step touching her way to the. Yeah. <laughs> so when you say you coach performers, do you yeah. uh, do you have like a whistle and uh, do you make them run yeah. suicides or? <laughs> I use a clicker. I, it keeps them in line. Um, no, I Give found biscuit. when I first moved back to Brooklyn because I used to live in the city when we when we actually first met. Uh, when I turned 21, because that's the best time, is just move to New York City when you're 20, knowing when no you got one. It all figured out, you know? I seriously yeah. would walk down the street like, I'm gonna make it, just like <laughs> looking up at the sky, like, we're gonna do it. And like, um, and I, I did an okay job in New York City that yeah. first time, like meeting people. I was just so like, you couldn't bring me down, you know? <laughs> that's the great thing about New York is that everyone makes it. In terms of making it in that by by those then to that five years, I was paying my rent with music mm-hmm. and I got recognized at this bar because someone saw me sing at a reggae show. So I was like, Y'all want famous? I got recognized. <laughs> yeah. I mean if you can yeah, I mean pay your bills doing doing that's, that, then you That's really my goal. You won. That's yeah. over the years, like when I was young and I was like, I want to be a star and all this. And now I'm like, oh, oh, it's a good opportunity. You're not, it doesn't pay, but they're pitching. No, 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 yeah. I don't know. Yes. You know how many executive people have heard my voice on demos and things? Yeah. How many phone calls? We love this. We like the song, but who's that singer? Let's call her up and give her a record deal. Yeah. You know, it doesn't really, it doesn't really work like that. that. No. Yeah. And that's as in coaching young artists, you have to kind of explain that mm. you don't just like sing a one call on YouTube and then you get and like that's it your job is done it's like no you have to 
get better at performing on stage. Right. You have to learn how to write songs. You right. have to like go talk to other people who are in that realm. Yeah. Exactly. Even at the YouTube thing, best case scenario, you get a viral video and then that's it. You yeah. know, it's like there's nothing yes. that comes after that. That's an egg. That's a basket you want to put an egg in. Yes. If you're a performer, you someone wants to be able to look you up and see what you look like on camera and see that it's not just like you and an iPhone and like you're Bedroom, unless that's your thing. I have right. a lot of, you know, bedroom videos. <laughs> yeah. Not not those kind. Guys, it's me yeah. singing with my guitar. Shut up. <laughs> but that, I mean, yeah, that's a good thing. You have to be able to do that. But then there's so many other things. And that's the one thing I've learned over my life is that, like, I really, all I want to do is, like, work and write and stuff. Mm. And, and just, that's it. I don't mm. want to go to the club. <laughs> i so awkward in the club. <laughs> I'm like that. <laughs> Am oh, I doing yeah. it right? Am I yeah. doing it right? I'm dancing <laughs> to a beat. Yeah. It's very difficult for ugly dudes too because you can't talk. Like the only way you I'm can't. ever going to meet a girl is to charm them. And so like I just have to go up and dance and then their friends are just like, oh no, he's creepy looking. And then well, it's just more rejection and that's sad. If you've ever I mean, seen my husband dance, then you got nothing to worry about because he found a lady and that guy is ridiculous. <laughs> uh, that's Actually, I did... Uh, this is totally unrelated to your artistic career, but I did make out with a girl last night that I met on the dance floor <laughs> at a party. Was I was at? But this is um, this is the, the funny part. What? No, no, you no, guys no, no, are no. such yin yang right now. No, this is. Uh, but I, I only bring it up. I only bring it up for the. I only bring it up because people. No, there's okay. All right, as I was saying, uh, so. I ended up like staying out at this party until like seven in the morning and, you know, trying to like figure out how to, you know, go home with her. And eventually she was like, we were out on the street and she was like, oh, I got an Uber coming. And I was like, well, you know, do you want me to uh, come home with you? And she's like, uh, you know, don't take this the wrong way, but I can't sleep with you because you remind me too much of my boyfriend. <laughs> what? <laughs> Round of applause that's, for that. That's, 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 <laughs> that's one of the best. She has a type. That, yeah. <laughs> that's that. And then I was just like, I, I guess I'm gonna go eat a, I'm gonna go eat a sandwich now. <laughs> like what? Like, that's a great punchline to a story, though. Yeah, that's yeah. one of the best things I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, anyways, uh, back, back to your artistry. <laughs> I mean, this podcast isn't just about how many chicks I make out with. It's about other things too. How it's to about, make out with chicks on about, the dance floor? It's about cartwheels. Cartwheels. It's about making out, ben. and it's about you. Hey. So uh, let's uh, let's get back to you. Um, so uh, at this point, um, we're going to ask you to play what you consider your best song. Okay. I'm going to do that then. All right. <laughs> Can you set it up briefly for us? Okay. Is there a name for it? This is a song I wrote. It's about um, going out with my girlfriends because we just like to rage, you know? Like, we don't even give any fucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's uh, funny because in dealing with, like, coaching, songwriting and stuff, people, when they first start, they can only really think in terms of writing songs about relationships. Mm -hmm. And I, I really, I don't think... That so far, none of my songs are about romantic relationships, and I just want to 
just like, hey, there's other things to write about people. Right. You know, like your brother, or <laughs> other shitty people in your life. <laughs> now that my brother, I love my brother. I was just saying right. separate category. Um, so this song, this was, I was at this really tough uh, roadblock with lyrics and like trying to come up with lyrics. Because I come up with chord progressions, I'll come up with melodies all day. Mm-hmm. But with lyrics, it just takes a little more for me. So I... Um, I was just like, man, I just don't know what to talk about. Like, think how, ugh, how do I be interesting? And and like my boyfriend at the time was like, why don't you just write about like things that happen in your own life, like your own shit? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, ding ding, and um, made a hot track for this guy in Garage Band back in the day. I wrote this when I was living in Los Angeles, in the Valley. That's where I got this accent. I picked it up there. It's contagious. <laughs> 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 um. So I wrote this song about, this is 100% all things that have happened in my life. And I'm sure if you shout that one part, it'll come across, which actually will lend itself to the perfect, perfect production. Oh shit, is it that time already? This is how me and my bitches get ready to go out Play drunk beauty shot, putting makeup on and taking shots Just getting balls to the wall, pretty Before we head to the subway stop Mix up some jungle juice, put it in an old Starbucks cup It don't matter, there ain't one around for miles All we're worried about is getting wild that's why I got my prayers that goes tonight Ready for a fight now Going hard, I'm going hard Going hard, I'm going hard Prayers that goes tonight Ready for a fight now Going hard, I'm going hard Going hard, I'm going hard we know somebody who's working and knows what we're drinking So we don't have to say a word, it's on the counter And costs us all love and no dollars uh, Then it's time for a taco So we go to San Loco, get that margarita to go Then it's up to the rooftop, photo shoot, boombox Going off till the sun comes up Breast knuckles tonight me cause I'm like won't catch me living on a prayer no won't even do it on a dare no but if it's got some soul in it maybe then I can roll with it I love that about you but not me cause I'm like won't catch me working for the weekend no journey don't stop believing and we will sing it with glee better than they do so on TV that's why I got my prize that goes tonight Ready for a fight now Going hard, I'm going hard Going hard, I'm going hard Brass knuckles tonight 
body. Ha, ha, oh yeah. Thanks a lot. You that can't, was fucking great. I was trying to convey the body popping that occurs at the end, yeah. but it's kind of hard. Well, I will I will uh, tell all of the listeners at home that they were popping their bodies. We were. You it, I will confirm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> also, trying to play the mini synth keys like a piano is, I'm sure, very entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! That was great. What, uh, what patch are you using? What? Uh... I was just using classic horns. Yeah. One of my faves. I like very kind of classic synthy sounds. Yeah, like... that's cool. It's got a real like hollow notes kind of like <laughs> 80s. I love hollow notes. I think they're one of the best. Fantastic. Fantastic. Uh... White man music, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mustachioed music. Yeah. Uh, so you were living in LA when you wrote this song? Yes, How long I were you was. There? I lived there for four and a half years. I um some people might probably not have, but if they actually listen to this podcast about songwriting, they may have watched this show I was on on Bravo called Platinum Hit, mm-hmm. which was a songwriting reality show. Where yeah. And uh Mm, real fun. People are always like, oh my God, that must have been such a fun experience. And it's like, no, have you ever been on a reality show where you're isolated for weeks and like no Trying sleep and they can't feed you right? And then you get sick and pass out because you're malnourished and then they edit it so it just looks like you're lazy. Oh, <laughs> what a, how did that like come that. How did that come like up? That. Um, I saw a, somebody like forwarded me an email about a casting for this show called Hitmakers. Mm. And, uh, and I was like, I'm going to be on that show. And then someone else forwarded it to me. And I was like, thanks. I already know about it. I'm going to be on it. And like, I went to the auditions and I was like, hi, I'm going to be on your show. <laughs> and they're like, nice okay. And then I, I did end up coming in second, which oh. some people think is like, that's great. And it's like, no, it's not because <laughs> that's how close I was to a hundred thousand right. dollars. And like, I'm, and I'm such a worker. Like I'm just, I was like, I'm ready. Let's work. Let's, do let's it. write songs. Let's put out records and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I, um, Did you make any connections from that show that were worthwhile? There, I mean, you met some amazing people. Like, I still keep in touch with some of the other people on the show. But honestly, it just really made my songwriting so much better. Because yeah. that's one of the hard things, uh, being an artist and, and coming up and getting... People don't really tell you honest feedback a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And on a reality show, their goal is to say, like, mm, what else can we tear apart about right. this yeah. actually pretty decent song? Mm-hmm. But we need to be able to, you know... Create the drama. And- right. So they rip every little thing apart. And it just was like, open my eyes to, oh, to so like much stuff. To me. But the thing is, yo, I'm a fast songwriter. I'm like, okay, this is how it's going to be. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm write this song and it's going to be, yeah. Um, so it really was great for that. And uh, I did get some really great fans because it's like one of those shows that like you're pretty much only going to get some like cult fans and they are going to be the best fans, yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, that's yeah. amazing. How long was it? How long was like production on that? Just Six for your- weeks. Oh, yeah. It was six weeks. Um. I think you can find episodes on iTunes. Oh my God. I had, you guys, I had a showmance. Oh no. A showmance? Yeah. Is that a good thing? You're whispering, so I'm like, is it trying to read. Um, I don't know. Would you be embarrassed seeing yourself like kissing a dude on TV? Because I was, I, it was pretty, it's hard to watch. Like, yeah, oh, you can imagine that. But in a way, it's like, you know what? Now I have one of my, like, I, I had a great time with him. We had a very positive experience. Yeah, right. I was like, you know, it's kind of nice to have that special time because yeah. it was genuine. It wasn't like, right. we're doing this so we get more camera time. We were like, yeah. oh shit. You're and cute. It's, <laughs> right. And it's songwriting too, which is what you're doing. Like I had a, I played this gig when I was living in St. Louis and one of the waitresses from the place I was playing got on the Bad Girls Club. Yeah. And, oh, 
<laughs> I once what? wrote a song for that to like to pitch for them. It's a oh, terrible really? song. I should play that. <laughs> oh, sure. uh, but the, they made her look like a moron just through the editing. Yeah. And I felt really bad for her. You know, she wasn't. She was very excited when she got the gig. To be on then, Bad Girls Club. Yeah. And okay. then. Okay. Well, there's a few problems here with this story already. <laughs> <laughs> they made this, her look bad. <laughs> well, the, the place I was playing, it was actually like, it was called Show Me. So it was like, like a Hooters, but like not Hooters. It was very weird, but it was a gig, you know. I would <laughs> just play Show Me's? Show Me's, yeah. Oh, that's so and, uh, creepy. Because I, it was titties awful. was taken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was it was literally that like I couldn't get my even my friends to come because the waitresses were mean and not friendly. <laughs> the prices it was overpriced, but whatever they paid me money so I would play and like tourists would come in. So <laughs> anyway, that's would, my experience with reality. I want to start a I want to start one just called Whip Them Out <laughs> <laughs> for ladies to go to. Yeah, you have to pay extra. Yeah. <laughs> you just get dick pics sent to your table. Uh, <laughs> Do you uh, too soon? So that uh, <laughs> uh, so that song you wrote for the competition. What that last one I played? Yeah. No, 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 no. 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 Okay. That's just a song I wrote in my room on GarageBand. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> about well, my ladies. About your ladies. Yeah. I, I think it's really relatable. It's like. Oh yeah. Hey, thanks. Yeah. Hey, you're a teenage girl, aren't you? I can tell. No, yeah, that I, I would just classify that as just my best song in that when I play it in clubs and stuff, by the end of the song, people sing along and they'll be like, I love that song. I, I've heard that before. And you're like, no, I guarantee you have you not have heard it. that before. They're like, no, I have. That's a great compliment though. I oh, know. That so is, that's, that's why, that's how I picked that because that is one of the more um, catchy ones that like people I know mm, sing along resonates. to. I think that's an element of like the best music is whenever it sounds familiar to but, you. Yeah, yeah. Do you know you have never heard it? Yeah. And I experience that sometimes when I go see live shows of people that I don't know and you're like, I think I know this song, and then, but you clearly don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, or like, or like they're like, oh, like, who wrote that song? Like, is that a, like, uh, you know, like, is that you know someone famous? And you're like, no, that's that's actually me the whole time. <laughs> I wrote that. Yeah. I wrote that. That's like I'm terrible at that. Like when we're at the studio, I'll be like, I wrote that. <laughs> like, I'm so bad at it. This one artist, she she was actually on American Idol last season. She came in third. She should have won. You guys, Jax. Her name's Jax. She's amazing uh, performer and all this stuff. And she just uh, took two two of my original songs for her oh, really? for her upcoming EP. I'm so excited about it because I just have too many songs. Hey, singers out there, do you need songs? Hi, my name is Jess Hudak, and I've got a song for you. Um, that's like <laughs> basically how I, I just have too many, and it's like I'm, I want to do, I'm kind of, I have two sides to me. Like this Jess Hudak name thing, it's like been my brand, but it's weird because it's also you, so it's like you project your own weird self-issues onto this music and this other entity kind of. So after, I don't know if you could tell in Red Flag that <laughs> about a relationship I had with my own manager. Um, the, and it just like that whole thing messed me up for, for a long time. I kind of like took a hiatus to be like, what do I even want to do? And then I, I'm like a demo singer for a lot of stuff. And I sang a, a demo for music library for this company in LA years ago. And then the song got placed in Australia and I blew up in Australia with this song that I didn't write, but it's the mo it's super singer songwritery, heartfelt, like everything that my, my Jess Hudak thing is. And I'm like, oh, that's, I'm most successful at that. So I guess I should keep Jess Hudak like my, that side. And I still write those kind of songs. Like I, I'm like, my SoundCloud is more like that kind of heartfelt stuff, but yeah. I have an alter ego, you guys. 
My name is Pony Maine. Hey guys, hey guys, I'm Pony Maine. It's nice to meet you. Um, I used to be in a cover band with my girl Power Fox in LA. Um, Jackie Tone, she's pretty cool. She's in movies. Um, name dropping all over here. Um, but then the Pony Maine, that character that I used to do with Jackie, I was like, like that's the kind of music I want to do because it's kind of like hip hop and like giving no fucks. And that was a problem with me as myself is I get I so many fucks, giving so many. <laughs> And it's exhausting and confusing. And I was like, I would like, I realized I didn't really like any of my old music. Like, to, I'm never going to pop on National Holiday, like my old EP. Cause it's, and it's great. Like, it's not bad. It's very quality songwriting and recording. But it's not like shit I'm going to listen to. So once I learned how to kind of produce, and I was like, you know, I think Pony Maine is going to be all my self-produced songs. Like, Red Flag, like you heard. Like, I do an arrangement with a loop pedal where I, like, lay out the whole track and all the vocals. So... That side of me gets to be that producer, synthy kind of like, I like I'm gonna be wearing like full sweatsuits on stage. That's like my dreams come true. Yeah. Like sweatpants and sneakers. Yeah. Like my whole life, it was like, oh, you're a, you're a Heartfelt singer songwriter. You have to like get your hair done and wear this cute top and like what shit. And it's like, no, I don't want to fucking do any of that shit. I want to have like just weird colored hair and just wear sneakers and just say the f word and maybe smoke a blunt or two. That's all I want to do. So is that okay? I think that I think that that's more than acceptable. Okay. Acceptable. Acceptable. <laughs> it's exceptional and it's acceptable. acceptable. <laughs> yeah. Um, for um, brass knuckles, is that is that Jess or is that? That's definitely a pony main kind okay. of song. Okay, I was going to say right? it seems you know? like that. So uh, going under the name pony main, do you feel like just using a different name gives you more leeway, like that distance from you? It's like, yeah. It's like one of those things, like there's just like a conceptual wall in my exactly. brain that yeah. when it's myself, it's like this vague thing. And when I'm like, mm, what am I going to wear? What's Ponyman going to wear? She's probably going to wear a bikini and a, and a fur coat. Yeah. <laughs> of course, some sensible I've, shoes. Like I, it makes it so much easier <laughs> and it's fun. Yeah. And uh, it's just like this different thing of like not, it's really about the fucks and not yeah. giving them because it's the first time I'm like, you know what? I don't want feedback on this song. Like the amount of feedback that I've oh, gotten yeah. in my life from people, unsolicited feedback, this is like just right. where you're asking for it. And mm -hmm. this is the project where I'm like, no, I'm going to yeah. make it to the point where I like it. And if you don't like it, then I don't But so far everyone's like, wow, that was cool. So I'm yeah. God forbid okay. music be fun, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I have this other, I'm, I made a hip hop album. I produced a hip hop album with this guy from New Orleans and uh, that's finally coming out. We're called Neon Void. <laughs> Look for name. us in a couple couple months, and he's a graphic designer. Like he's one of the best artists I've ever seen. So I was like, of course we're gonna release singles, and you're gonna make the art for all of them. Mm -hmm. You crazy person! You're so <laughs> talented. How dare you? Were you doing the beats for that? Yeah, I produced the whole thing. So what I would like, I lived with a hip hop producer in LA, Quickie Mart. Shout out Quickie Mart, <laughs> New Orleans. Who dat? Um, <laughs> uh, so I kind of just like was really embedded in a lot of hip hop stuff and learned how to produce that way. And I always loved hip hop, like, like not, not trap music. Kids, that's different than hip hop. I'm telling you now, <laughs> trap. Hip hop, like I was really into like um, Gangstar. That was really like my, my favorite kind of stuff. Like Beastie, I mean, teenage girl Beastie Boys listen to my Walkman on the school bus on the way to school. I mean, 
check your head, I'll go toe to toe, rapping the entire check your head. But like just more real instrument kind of hip hop, like the roots and like Tribe Called Quest, just like more organic feeling. Like it's still, there's a lot of samples and stuff, but it just has like a rawness. And so I had a buddy um, who was like, yeah, I like your production, but your beats are super whack. And he gave me a folder of like every dope hip hop drum sample. And then I would like build, cause I do all the piano and I like, I was like, okay, so I'll make a track, I'll put in the hook, I'll leave 16 bars free, put in the hook, leave 16 bars, I'll do a verse, it's fun. And I sent it to some rappers and this kid, uh, Rowan, his name's Rowan Smith, in New Orleans, he sent back this amazing thing and I was like, hi, everything that we did, it was just like this weird magical, we've only met each other like one time in person and we've like been developing this project over the years. So that I'm really, really excited about because it's like, the first time I put a record on for my friends of something I did, and like the majority of them were like, "Oh, I'd listen to this." And I was like, <laughs> "Finally, <Yeah. laughs> I made something my friends want to listen to," yeah. and it was because I wanted to listen to it. Right, like, yeah. You know, I just have to trust my gut. That's the one thing I've learned is like this always knows. Yeah. So this is a Example. this is the uh, this is the last song of the podcast. You really end with the worst. The worst. We'll end on the worst. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a cool. Uh, you know, I met multiple people have said this. However, I feel that you can't put it any sooner because we have to get to know you before right. we can hear your worst song. You don't want song. people to be like, oh, this person's terrible and turn yeah. it off. <laughs> I also just feel like philosophically, you know, this is a song, this is about the craft, this is about the process, yeah. it's a process-oriented one. Everyone, you know, it, you know, so it's like, yeah, there's sort of demystifying the process. Like, everyone writes <laughs> shitty stuff. Oh, everyone this writes, was hard to figure out, yeah. the worst one. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, you know, it's about, you know, being honest with your own, you know, I only, output. I can only recall a verse and a chorus of this. So this will be, this will be a short one. All right. Shout out to Paul. Hold it down on the sound. P.B. <laughs> on the board. Um, so this is from Platinum Hit. This is one of the co-writes from that. It's, oh, uh, I'm just using my bass strings here for this just to get the chords. Okay. <laughs> This is called My Ridiculous <laughs> by Jess Hudak, Jackie Tone, and Brian Judah. Here we go. Secret, don't wanna keep it. Drop my panties to the floor and I'm walking out the door. I be freaking and you know I'm not the only one, 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 one. Find you, I wanna grind you. And if you're looking for me, be checking right sun becomes the moon I'll be breaking out the crazy and I'm coming for you because tonight I'm letting go of my mind <laughs> I really like that. I think I've heard that before. It It was just one of those songs that was like, 
I don't know, not really, I don't know. It was just a, a difficult scenario. Yeah. And like in my mind, I can hear the like hammering the squares into the circles <laughs> yeah. of that song. But, and I was like, oh, so I need to be like edgy with lyrics. And then the drop my panties to the floor. Um, one of our judges was Cara Guardi, And she was like, oh, disgusting. And then this other guy, he was like, I'd hear that in the club. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I was like trying, it's like one of those things where it's just like when you try on an outfit that doesn't fit you and you feel awkward in it, that's mm -hmm. like, it's a fun song. Like I've performed it with them. Like we've done it and like we have a fun time with it. Yeah. But in terms of songs that I'm not going to like perform, be like, you guys, I really feel like this could be my next hit. Yeah. Like we're going to redo this. <laughs> I think it's really cool just because I feel like, uh, you know, rock and roll and pop music has a really rich tradition of creep songs. <laughs> and like, I feel like you can't really be a great rock and roll band without having a song about a serial killer. Like they've all got serial killer songs. Yo, Fiend, let's go home and write you a serial killer song. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. <laughs> Dear Dahmer. Ooh, That's you got pretty. some nice parts. <laughs> nice parts. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do I'm it. Uh, <laughs> oh well, I I'm sorry I couldn't find any shittier songs, but there's so oh, many no. and they're so no, it's usually great. the crappier the song is is the wordier it is for me, like my stream mm. of consciousness songs where I'm like, and I felt bad that day because things weren't going my way, and I was like, <laughs> Mom, shut your mouth. I would never say that to my mom. <laughs> Sounds like the musical. But it's like, you know, when you're you're young and you're getting out the gobbledygook kind of, so you have very stream of consciousness kind of songs. Yeah. And that's a great way to get started. I tell all my students, like, write, just write terrible right. songs. They're like, but what if I write a song that's bad? I'm like, good. You're yeah, getting closer to a exactly. good one. Yeah. You got to get it out of you. There's no, yeah, it's, it's not like, it's just like any other thing. It's like fucking building a table. You're going to build some shitty table. Yeah, not every <laughs> table is going to be a yeah, winner. Some of these tables are gonna not even going to have legs. And it's like, that why one. did you even... That's not a table. You that one you That's have to you lean. Learn. Yeah, someone <laughs> leans. It's more just a board. Yeah, you just made a board. Well, you said you used the analogy of uh, hammering, you know, a square yeah, yeah. into a circle peg or whatever. Yeah, uh, it, that seems sort of like what that whole show is based on in a way. Right, it's and, like all and you know. Contrived. And like on those competitive reality, they're, when they give you these kind of tasks and they'll be like, well, in the real world, you have to be able to turn it on in a second. It's like, yeah, that is true. But you also get to like go home at night and like read a newspaper right. if that's your thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You're not just like stuck with these people. And they're like, you know, you, you need to go like read poetry, listen. And we're like, we're not allowed to have reading material oh. here. We weren't allowed to look at televisions, read magazines, look at books, How listen to music. are you going to get any input to like- that Sounds awful. For, to- to work with. You know? I seriously don't tell anybody I'm gonna get post I'm gonna get like sued. I snuck in a mini iPod and at what? night I would it kept in my pillowcase and at night I would listen to music to fall asleep so to drown out the insanity of my brain. <laughs> like oh, I, I it was like just one of those things like you know how you just need to shut off. Like it's mm -hmm. exhausting. Like yeah, you're yeah. On, you have to be able to turn it on all the time. But also you have to be able to turn it off at some <laughs> Yeah, point. yeah, totally. What was the rationale behind that? I don't know. It was like cheating. They didn't want you to get any outside influences oh, okay. to make it fair. You know, they were trying to figure – it had never been yeah. done before, so they're trying right. to figure out rules because rules on reality shows are so very yeah, intense. Yeah. You know? yeah, I didn't know if it was if it was meant to be a hurdle or if it was – It was know, really like a cheating. Like they mm. you weren't like – yeah, it was a little – it was a little silly. They tried – I think it could have been a really cool thing because I feel like people, there are people who are interested in seeing people, like what goes into it 
and right. right. That's what we're I mean, that's what, yeah, <laughs> the whole premise of this Guys, podcast. I have bad news. No one cares. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about your podcast. Yeah. No, you it, care. You came. It's also so. an editing. It's an editing thing. Too. Yeah, totally. Like he, you, it's better when you can get a real feel for somebody's right. absolutely ridiculous quirks. Like I don't have any. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> not, there's nothing. Your Valley Girl voice. Yeah. <laughs> and then everybody just turns off. They're like, no, okay, <laughs> no more of that. But it it really did make me a really strong songwriter, and that's great because the the confidence that I didn't have when I was young, when I'd be like, <laughs> is it good? I don't know. And that's what made me make not good decisions and not mu- yeah. It was fine music. It just wasn't, you know, it's just half-hearted. And I only really want to make music that I feel with my whole heart. No, I yeah. guys, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I do. <laughs> but there's just so many. As far as songwriting goes, there's just there's so only so many options that you can do. So of course, this new medium of reality television. Like, why would you not? explore it and try it mm-hmm. i mean it seems like a really cool experience in a, in a if they had it idea. again i'd totally watch it yeah dear bravo yeah. dear bravo. <laughs> dear another channel more music oriented maybe. was it just one season yeah that's yeah. it yeah that's and it you were second place huh yeah yeah confetti cannon went off in my face and i, <laughs> and I didn't win <laughs> oh. Oh. It, it was like one of those things like i really at the moment i didn't care that i didn't win because i was so happy it was over i was like i gotta go home (laughs) you guys it was i was just so happy it was just it really was a formative experience and i'm really happy for it like it was great and um yeah i don't think i'm never gonna do anything like that again it's (laughs) just like in reality shows like i was on like american idol i've you know auditioned for the voice and stuff it's like i'm i'm no i don't i don't that's not where you're at anymore it's not, I'm not trying to, yeah, I just want to write songs in my room and, yeah, and I, I jam the around way. the city. And well, Speaking of that, do you have anything to pitch to the <gasps> oh folks my God. out there? So funny you ask. Definitely check out Neon Void. Uh, we don't have, our first single's imminent. It's coming out very soon. Just got the master back for it and all the artwork's done. So that is Neon Void Music on Instagram and SoundCloud. Um, the, the like my co person in the band um his art is just so absolutely ridiculous that it's exciting for me to have also like the visual side because like I'm, i was never really good at that and i'm like oh i have cool artwork and <laughs> like it's a big deal for me um and just that i like it so neon void music you can find that and then i have a million profiles um jess hudak that's jess with one s look when i was eight years old I decided that that's what how things was going to be. <laughs> and I didn't argue with myself about it. Because people are like, what's with the one? And it's like, I don't know. I was little. I was obsessed with balance. It's like three and I'm a Libra. What do you mean? <laughs> so it's J-E-S-H-U-D-A-K um, for just my daily life as singer-songwriter. And then you can totally check out Pony Main music for the other side of me that involves a lot more neon colors. Have you ever thought about going under the name uh, Hudak Girl? No. <laughs> That's- no, but I might take that. Yeah, that's one. That one's free. La 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 la. Yeah. Well, Jess, thanks a lot for thanks coming. a lot for coming out. Oh my god, I've had the yeah. best time. This you guys are great. awesome. Yeah, this is the whole tape. This has been first, last, best, worst podcast. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm Taylor Rogers. Carl Banks. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Jess. See you guys next time. Bye. 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 <laughs>